It's another episode of Podman from Outer Space. Cue the music. So this week we watched an interesting film. It certainly was. And one that started a lot of imitators. It was. We watched Catwomen of the Moon, the first of many, many films where a mostly male crew goes to space and finds a sexy all-female colony who want to breed with them. Everybody loves films where they take trips to the horny planet. This is not even a planet, though. It's, it's the horny moon. Horny satellite. Yeah. So, this was also an, a 3D film, despite being from 1953. Oh, yeah, I bet. So, it's, it's quite innovative in a way. Yeah. Sadly, we were not able to get the full 3D effect. Oh, 3D gives me a headache anyway. Mm. Seeing as... We lack the apparatus, and we watched it on YouTube. Mm. But I felt it in my heart. I feel like it was actually better in some ways than a lot of modern films that are made for 3D because there weren't the big gratuitous, oh, it's coming towards you kind of shots. Yeah. I think I saw one film in 3D, and it didn't add much. I saw the film Fly Me to the Moon in 3D, which is about flies that go to space. And there's one moment where you just get spat on. Were there were there horny flies? No, it was oh. for children. Okay. You just get spat on. Okay, you weren't. They weren't trying to to mate with some erotic lady hornets on Jupiter. No, they were going to the moon. It's called Fly Me to the Moon. Oh, yeah. Like the song. Words have meaning. (laughs) I keep forgetting that. So, yeah, general concept of the film. They're going to the moon just because people go to the moon. It's the 50s. People were all about going to the moon. Um, They get there. They they do some bad science. Terrible science. Which which we'll come back to. Mm. Um, they find this colony of well, they're described as cat people in the title, but they're more just women in like bodycon, like cat suit type things. Yep. Who can teleport? And also apparently have some means of breeding, but they don't want to do that. They want to go back to Earth and use the Earth men. And the one woman on the crew seems to be kind of into it, honestly. Yeah. Like, she she fits the thing that I found in these sort of 50s very full-on schlock ones, where there is a competent female scientist where it's like I feel like we've gone a little bit backwards in that respect in terms of films because there's always a competent woman she's moderately attractive she's probably in a relationship with one of the men but she has her own personality 
she knows what she's doing. But in this one, she just also is kind of into the idea of making the men breed with the moon ladies. Yeah. She just wants to watch. Yeah, it's never really explained why they can teleport, because they're, they're treated very much as just they're people who are on the moon, but also they have short-range teleportation abilities. Naturally. Which is never commented on, they just do it. And everyone's just like, okay, this might as well happen. Yeah, I think that's the logic of a lot of the film. This might as well. Yeah. Like, there's a one of the crew members, Mr. Wallace, he's brought some postcards with him to the moon so that he can put a void thing on the stamps on the postcards and then the stamps will be super rare because they were stamped on the moon. Wow. Which, I mean, as ways to exploit space travel for profit is at least unique. Yeah. I mean, I'd go with selling some moon rock or something. Bit of moon dust. Yeah, but everyone's doing that. Oh. Well, surely they could go to the moon kiosk to buy some moon postcards to sell on. Because if they can teleport, I'm sure they've no, got kiosks. No, because he was, he was all about the stamps. Oh. And the cat women do not have a functional postage system. They don't need it. They can just teleport. Oh, man. If you want to drop a note off to someone, just teleport to their house. Oh. So you don't, they don't even get the satisfaction of popping them in a little book? No. But they also don't have to lick envelopes, so it swings around about really. I don't know. Good licking. It's very satisfying. I mean, they are cats. Yeah. Supposedly. Just... Hi, I'm Hazel, and I make a podcast with Liz called Bread and Thread, which you might enjoy if you are a fan of food or clothes or other interesting parts of domestic history. We find out interesting facts about things like regional foods, ancient breeds of sheep, um, pretty much anything domestic history. So if you'd like to know why it's illegal to import a sheep into Iceland and what was presented by Queen Victoria to Harriet Tubman, then you might want to check out Bread and Thread. Find us at Bread and Thread on Twitter or find us everywhere podcasts exist. I'm really not sure why they're called cat people beyond the fact that they're wearing cat suits, but not cat costumes. It's like, they certainly have some fabric on them. It does, it does feel like you walked into just some kind of swinging 60s club. Yeah, they've got like the beehive hair and everything. Mm. It's really weird. See, if I was to encounter cat people on the moon, I would expect, at the very least, 2019 cats characters. <laughs> but it was the 50s, they weren't aware of 2019 cats. They weren't even aware of the cool 90s stage show cats. Life has its small mercies. So the science in this film. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's talk about the science. So 
In an unusual twist from what we normally see, the dark side of the moon, perfectly habitable, comfortable temperature, mm. the light side of the moon, things will catch fire immediately. Of course. Because what else would happen on the moon, that spicy little earth buddy? <laughs> you were trying so hard not to swear then, weren't you? No, no, just searching for the right words for our beloved little space companion. That's fair. I do enjoy a natural satellite. Ooh, who doesn't? So, later on, they're in this underground tunnel, and they see some water dripping, and they go, Oh, there's dripping. That means there's gravity, which they didn't twig from the fact that they could walk around normally on the moon. Yep. And if there's gravity, there's probably an atmosphere. Let's light a match to check if there's oxygen. Again, they already watched something catch fire. You know, personally, I'm a big fan of lighting a match to see how much gas is in somewhere. I mean, they were checking for oxygen. It's less likely to cause an explosion. Depends how much, I guess. But just the fact that this crew full of scientists didn't realise there was oxygen from the first fire. That could have just been a coincidence. I mean, it could. But the fact that it took them seeing dripping water to realise that there was gravity on top of that. When again, they've been walking around the moon not like moon bouncing around just normal walking around the moon well you know they have they have to collect their data it's not science unless you do something loads and they were walking around loads and then they went okay hypothesis proved that's true they didn't write it down though and adam savage from mythbusters says the difference between science and mucking around is writing it down so they were just mucking around on the moon they wrote it down in their mind ledgers it doesn't count even if it's made of real brains? I mean, my mind ledger says things like it's illegal to bake a cake if you're still in your pyjamas. That doesn't make it scientifically true. We'll have to test it. I mean, every time I try and bake a cake while still in my pyjamas, it goes wrong, but I don't know how much of that is a mental block. Because my brain says it's not allowed. But the, the, after this point, when they've taken the, the helmets off, the female crew member, Helen, because obviously she has first name because she's a woman, mm. whereas the others get surnames, um, she does at least, she's the one to go, this must be a tunnel rather than a cave because the air isn't stuffy. Which is good thinking. Yep. Good girl, Helen. Mm. You are truly the competent member of this crew. Definitely. Although you also didn't realise that something catching fire means there's probably oxygen. Hmm. So, half marks? Yeah. Half half marks. But which half? The beard. Okay. That'd be the irks. Okay. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mod I'm Mod Paper from Probably Bad RPG Ideas, and we have a podcast. 
If you'd like to hear RPG advice on how to use assorted incredibly bad ideas as actual ideas in an actual game, then listen to the Probably Bad podcast, available on pretty much every podcatcher. And remember to have a probably bad day. So the the effects in this were less... They were very 50s. Oh, yeah. There wasn't much to write home about in the effects. There was a very good matte painting of the Catwomen city from a distance. Yeah, I think matte paintings, it's hard to get wrong because you just get mm. a professional artist and you know what, what you're doing with that. But then there was the... There was the spider. There was. I hesitate to even call it a puppet. Because it didn't move around. It just kind of appeared rodent of unusual size style from the ceiling. And they just kind of batted it away. Mm. Like cats. They But did. they were the humans. Oh. What if we were the cats? I mean, I do feel compelled to chase laser pointers whenever they turn up. That's fair. Laser pointers are pretty neat. Sometimes they bring you dead rodents. Okay. Um. Yeah, the Catwoman City was really nice, though. It's very sort of half-built, half-carved kind of thing. Hmm. It reminded me of a lot of um, sort of the pictures you get of... I can't remember what it's called, but the city in Jordan? Yeah. Can't for the life of me remember what it's called. I should. But there's an odd lack of... Petra, that's what it's called. But there's an odd lack of gold considering that there's a whole conversation about how abundant gold is on the moon and Wallace who we know is the one who's into money he doesn't really go for the whole very obvious like ah you have gold that you don't want maybe we should take it back thing that you would assume would happen he's just having just having a sincere chat with this cat woman. He's just into the stamps. <laughs> but I mean the chat goes south pretty quickly once the the head cat woman, whose name is Alpha because the named cat women are called Alpha Beta and Lambda. Um starts talking about oh well you see we don't have any men. And he seems maybe a little bit into that, until she then says, we will use your men for our eugenicist breeding program. She actually uses the word eugenics. It's 1953. She uses the word eugenics. Mm. As as lines go, it's not the best. No. But this is where I lose respect for Helen, because, Mm. like, she puts up a little bit of a fight against the Catwoman, but not really. Maybe she's just hoping she'll get a better boyfriend. Maybe. Because obviously she is dating one of the crew, the the slightly cowardly one, 
who's presumably supposed to be like the 50s equivalent of a soft boy <laughs> but he just comes across as a wimp soft boys of the moon <laughs> that's that's the sequel um so the production company that made this film i was slightly disappointed because it's rm savini presents I was very disappointed to learn he is no relation to the other Savini. Nope. Sadly not. And also, doesn't really seem to have done anything beyond, like, executive produce a handful of B-movies of varying levels of sexy, let's say. That sounds like a good name for channel. (laughs) <laughs> varying levels of sexy. Yeah. It's honest. Because some things just aren't. I mean, a lot of it's subjective. Mm. But I do want to talk more about Helen because she's actually quite an interesting character because she's, you know, she's obviously competent. But she's also very much put into the caring role that you would expect a female character in the 50s. Like, she's the one that looks after one of them when he's wounded. She's the one that's making sure no one's too scared. Yeah. Like, she's very much, like, she's the den mother. Hmm. And I don't know, it's just interesting to think, like... You see things all the time saying progress isn't linear, but I think it really stands out when you watch something like this. Oh yeah. Yeah, you definitely... I feel like I've definitely seen characters with that level of agency in modern films. Mm. Just that same kind of compromised competence. Yeah, it's it's the strong female character, TM. Mm. Where it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna kick butt and take names, but I'm also gonna look after you and make you a cup of tea. Yeah. I'm Which, go- like, is fine as a concept, but it's never executed well. Nope. Just seems, um. Yeah, I, I guess my issue with the film is. It's got some wild bits, like the bad science, and the big spider, and it's a little bit wacky, but also I feel like a lot of the kinds of films that came after it, probably, they must have done a lot a lot more with that kind of setup, because it feels very, very low-key almost when, when they're with the women, that's yeah, but ones that follow it that I just ones that I've seen that have a similar kind of there's a lady colony. You can imagine, especially once you get into the sixties, they get very pornographic. Yep. So it's kind of interesting just I wasn't expecting what is admittedly a quite surface level discussion of feminism in B movies, but here we are. Yeah, thanks, um, Catwoman of the Moon. And thank you, Marie Windsor, for your service as Helen. Yeah, thanks. 
So, sorry. Yeah, um, I guess the question is what we're looking at next. Well, it's your turn to choose. I don't know. Golly. <laughs> you hadn't thought that far ahead. No. Let's go for Fantastic Planet. Ah, it's, it's, there's a theme. Yes. Planets. The one place untouched by capitalism. Planets. Until at least Mr. Wallace gets involved. Yeah. He's just taking a tour of the galaxy, getting various stamps. <laughs> that sounds like a fun premise, though. Yeah. Just intergalactic philately. Yes. Till he comes across his arch enemy, because in this stamp collecting film, there's got to be an antagonist. You don't mean the philately bandit. Philately bandit, do 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 do. Philately bandit, do 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 do. Yep, that's right. He's got his own theme the, tune. I think that's the point to end it. I think is when we say the philately bandit. When the Flatley Bandit turns up, everyone can go home. Yeah. <laughs>